I'm sorry that you're going through this. And I will definitely keep you in my prayers, but. Hey guys. So we're back for another episode and we are talking about codependency. Mm. Well, according to okay yes put your glasses on let's get really intellectual here ahead <clears throat> and write it down right there oh yes i did we're going to talk about codependency and codependency is basically excessive reliance on a partner or person due to mental health illness or addiction i think you got the definition wrong <laughs> sounded right to me um codependency <laughs> is Excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, mm. typically a partner who requires support due to illness or addiction. You left some words out. See, we got we got a codependent. So, <clears throat> all right. Do you think you're codependent? Yes, I'm definitely codependent, and well, maybe I should say recovering. Yeah, I like, codependent. I like that word. Yes. Yeah. So why do you think you're recovering codependent? Or are you still in your codependency? I am recovering because I can identify what my triggers are. Uh, my mm -hmm. triggers for codependency might include, if not limited to, um, devil dick. What? Attention. Wait. What? What was the first one? Uh, devil dick. Can you explain what that is? <laughs> To all my sisters out there who knows what devil dick is, we know what it is. I don't. Um, devil dick is attached to a person mm -hmm. who is a fuckboy or a jerk. Okay. Um, and they do a lot of mind games. They like to play games, emotional games. Mm -hmm. um, and they do a lot of boyfriend stuff. My favorite one is let's not be in a relationship, but do relationship things. Because a relationship would be too complicated. Very much so. And that is a problem. Okay. So that is part of devil dick. And the devil dick is that the sex is out of this world and you think it's amazing. And it is. It is. Okay. It really is. But the emotional attachment that goes with it. Uh -huh. My favorite is the um, I'm emotionally attached to you so that I can get into your drawers. Yeah. And I really don't want to be an addition to you. And that's what it is. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, so. What are your other triggers besides devil dick? Mm. My other triggers besides devil dick is attention. Okay. Um, fulfilling a need immediately. Mm -hmm. um, filling my head with good lies. I like that one. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And. Let's see what else is a trigger in a relationship. In a codependent relationship? A codependent relationship is playing the game tit for tat. Okay. And when I say tit for tat, I mean you do something nice for me, I do something nice for you, then you have me in debt to you, and then you use that tool against me. Okay. And then we switch roles back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And now I'm just learning how to stop that. Okay. So it's kind of like addiction to the dysfunction of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are some uh, ones for you? I am a Captain Save Up. 
So that is literally, seriously, with men, with friendships, I like to help. But like, I realized though that my helpfulness is not, has not historically been healthy. So I, I mean, I want to help you change your life. I want to help you transform your life. I always feel like if you have a problem, I have to fix it. I feel mm-hmm. guilty if I cannot fix it. I feel guilty if I'm not available. Like, the, like literally, like, I'm here to serve you. Mm-hmm. And that has really historically been, like, my codependency. Um, I was reading. I've been doing, like, a lot of research about this because... I kind of go down these rabbit holes because I'm like, wait a minute, I see myself in this. And so how can I, you know, get better? And that's why I said I'm a recovering codependent person because I am removing myself from these kind of things. I still have codependent feelings, but I am not acting on them. For example, just recently, um, a particular person mm-hmm. had called me and they were going through something. Mm-hmm. And so the old me would have felt like I needed to fix their problem. And I had that feeling and I was going to start like offering all of this support and help. But look at God. Recovering codependent Naima sat on my shoulder and said, Naima, this is codependent behavior. Are you sure you want to go down that rabbit hole? And what did I tell my, what did I, what did I respond? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So I sat there and I allowed them to vent. And I let them know that I would keep them in my thoughts and my prayers, which I honestly did, but I can't save you because that's not my responsibility. But, but for real, though, seriously, like, where do you, like, where do you, how do you feel like you became codependent? I became codependent because I was responsible. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying responsible with myself. I was able to take on other people's responsibilities mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. And like because me. I was a good, which is really hilarious mm-hmm. because I'm doing project management right now. <laughs> Those are, you know, the codependent strong points that yeah. take care of other people's problems. Yep. And I realized that... Um, but you weren't getting paid for it. No, no. no. Co- codependency does not um, offer a salary. It doesn't. Because if it did, I'd be a millionaire right now. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I realized that I was just doing that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird because, okay, so... I... I've been codependent for a very, very, very long time. Um... And I think, like, being that people pleaser, mm-hmm. I was, like, a big, big people pleaser. Just wanted to be helpful. Yes. And I always find myself, like you said, that is a key thing. Because I was, like, the trusty, reliable Buick, mm-hmm. so Lord. people would always, like, call on me for certain things because you old, either. trusty, That's reliable right. Naima. And... Because of that addiction to needing to be needed, yes, old trusty Buick would come rolling right along, yes. and 
I said that, like, I can't even look and, like, blame people, but, like, oh, you did this to me or you made me codependent. Like, no, like, I set the standard for how I showed up in my relationship with people. So people, of course, like, people take advantage of it. People say, yeah, you know, do. she's going to be there. She's going to. Oh, she's going she's gonna to be able to help you. Yeah. She, she knows a bunch of people. Let's pick her. She'll do that. She's going to be reliable. She's going to plan this. She's going to buy this. She's going to support me in this. And it was really, like, it was really going, getting out of hand. And I think, too, like, I know, like, in last week's episode, we talked about, like, you know, my depression. Mm-hmm. And I do think that kind of the, like, just the overwhelmingness of these codependent relationships that I found myself in, it did lead to my depression because I had so many things that I had to deal with in my own life, but I always put that last. Yep. Like, yep. Completely last. Yep. Like my needs, my needs weren't important because I had to be Captain Sabo. Yeah. And Captain Sabo and the great thing I'm happy. I'm glad you brought that up. The funny thing about it is, ain't nobody here to save you, boo. Mm-mm. I was having a conversation with my dad, and I said to him, I said, 2019 will be a new year. Mm-hmm. He said, what do you mean? You say that every year. I said, no, 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 <laughs> dad, no. That was shade, dad. <laughs> this will be. You say that every year. <laughs> this will be a new year. And he said, well, I said, because I'm not, I'm not saving people who, mm-hmm. if the shoes were reversed, they would not save me. Mm-hmm. They would just send out a life rack and say, Hey, we're calling someone. Just stay tight. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. And they might not even send out a life raft. You're right. And I also realized I can't help you save your problems if you're not going to deal with it. I got problems of my own. I got to deal with them. You know, at the end of the day, you're not saving me. Because what do they say when you get on the airplane? They tell you to put on your own mask first. Mm-hmm. So. I'm putting on my own mask first. Got to. Mm-hmm. And it's so, Lord, it's so crazy how we worry about, like, we're, like, as cold opinions, we're always constantly worrying about fixing someone, solving someone's issues, not really that our, realize that our own codependency is an issue, not realizing, like, I remember, prime example, I was in therapy and I was sitting there and I was just like going on and on and on about all of my problems. And my therapist made a note just to highlight to me that a lot of my problems that I was complaining about really weren't my problems. It was the fact that I was taking on other people's problems. And Mm -hmm. am I saying that, oh my God, I have no problems? No, I have my own problems, but I couldn't even sit into my own therapy session and dig deep in my own problems because I was so overwhelmed with dealing other with other people's stuff, trying mm-hmm. to break down and interpret and figure out someone else's stuff. And I had my own baggage to deal with. Yeah. And we don't understand that until God gives us a wake up call, um, a sit your butt down break. Yeah. Um, you know, a life incident happens. My life incident that happened is, you know, I had the cancer scare this summer. Yeah. And it was like, 
Boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chantel, you have a lot of things you need to work on. So how about you stop working on other people's stuff and start working on yourself mm-hmm. and appreciating yourself and loving yourself. And I believe when I started doing that, I became a better person. Yeah. Because oh. that's, that's serious. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want no cancer. No. Mm-mm. And if you don't, but see, that's the thing too. Like it's, you know, sometimes people don't even, like they don't equate these things, but like the things that we're doing to ourselves mentally and the way we treat ourselves, that, that can also make us sick. Yes. Like yes. physically sick, not just mentally, but like it can affect our physical body and so when you're not taking the time to nurture yourself and care about yourself and take care of yourself then these things can manifest inside of you because you're because again when you are codependent nine times out of ten you're angry you're resentful you're passive aggressive because you're still a human being so you feel all these things and you feel like you're being taken taken advantage of but the codependency in you is still like well I'm going to troop on because this is the right thing to do. Nope, it's not. It's not the right thing to do. No. When I was reading um, Ayanna Van Zandt, Broken Pieces Mm -hmm. book, she discussed how cancer is nothing more than the things that you discussed that you never let out. Yeah. Um, And that's what it is. You know, I had a situation two, three years ago and it highlighted Mm -hmm. the codependency behavior. I was taking care of some else's situation mm. depleting my resources hurting my dream when you sitting around driving in a spaceship and I'm taking care of your responsibilities and your life raft which you thought was your prize piece <laughs> skip down oh, this sounds like a specific situation yes I'm throwing shade yes I am throwing <laughs> it in my fist yes I'm throwing the shade and it bothered me. And I said to myself, you know, God, what do I need to do? And mm-hmm. things happened where the low got lightened. Situations popped up. And I said to myself, I can't be responsible for this too much longer. Because if I do, it'll kill me. Yeah. And who's going to be here to take care of my son? Mm-hmm. My dad? Ooh. Me. Because when everything falls apart, all you really are left with is just that feeling of like, resentment and anger and it is never going to be reciprocated mm-hmm. so you create these um and the codependency i realized is about creating healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and for me to reset my boundaries with some people i have to separate myself and figure out well how do i want this person in my life yeah like how do i want you in my life to help with my journey because you're not going to solve any of my problems. Matter of fact, I don't even want you to solve yeah, exactly. my problems. Like if you come into me to ask me how to solve your problems, I don't want you in mm-hmm. my life. Yeah. Because you can't, you can't solve your problems. Mm-hmm. And I want to solve my problems and be happy. Um, I'm grateful that God has put me in a space where I could reflect on this stuff before I got older. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also given me the insight in, discernment that I'm teaching my son this type of behavior and not so much that he can internalize it but he's gonna look for it in women yeah oh I ain't gotta pay these bills because you know she's gonna work an extra 18 hours this week so that we can pay bills no 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 you're gonna take care of them bills mother father sister cousin I'm sorry you know that's my that's my life right there 
What are some things you use to heal the codependency? A lot of prayer, a lot of talking to God, a lot of reliance on God. I think that's the thing. Like, I don't, at the core of codependency is like, you want to, you want that validation. You want people to, you want people to look at you like, you know, I need her. It's like, you you want to be needed and realizing that I don't need you to meet me. I don't need your validation that I need to be looking inward and I need to be looking towards God for that. Um, and also that like, I can't like, I'm not a superhero. Yeah. I'm not a superhero. Like I do not have unlimited um, resources. I do not have unlimited resources. Um, so, and I'm not here to like, I'm, I'm on this earth to serve. But I'm not like on this earth to be used or to, I don't know, what's the word? Like, I, I, cause I do, I do believe in service, but I don't, but it's like, who am I serving? Like I say, I love Made in Manhattan. That's one of my uh, favorite movies by Jennifer Lopez. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the movie, she gets fired from the job. Mm -hmm. And the guy says, um, even though we serve them, we are not their slaves. Yeah. Bam. There you go. Exactly. You are not you I am not your slave. I am of service to you. I can assist you. I can even point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I am not your slave. Yeah, I would definitely give referrals and resources, but as far as putting myself in the position where I'm depleting myself in order to support someone, in order to make someone else feel loved, um and doing things that first of all it's like, because it is, it's like, it's one of those things, like, it's like, we want to be a, a martyr, like, you know, I'm the, you know, the selfless soul, and I do for everyone else, and then, again, of course, anger and resentment, and it's like, I don't want to do that. No. I do not want to do that, you know, and so, I think that I had to, as far as, like, boundaries, like, I had to change the way that I do show support, mm -hmm. and maybe as before, like, I could show support by, like, you know, sitting on the phone with you for hours and letting you just, like, dump, dump, dump on me. Now it's kind of just like, you know what? I'm sorry that you are going through this. No, I'm not going to be cut through like that, Chantel. <laughs> but just, I'm sorry that you're going through this. And I will definitely keep you in my prayers. But, you know, I, I, can't, I can't receive all of that anymore. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't I, want it at all. I don't want that. And when I was reading, because um, you know we both read, that's why I'm four eyes. Mm -hmm. um, I got a, four too. Two contacts <laughs> in here. Four eyes. Rare. Um, it's a book by John Baines called um, The Science, The Secret Science. Mm -hmm. And he talks about when you link up with people, sometimes the misfortunes that happen to you is not your karma, it's their karma. Mm -hmm. And because you're entwining, because in the Bible it says when two agree. Okay. Um, how can two walk together if they don't agree? So by association, I'm agreeing with you. Mm -hmm. Which means if I agree with you, I can take on your karma because we're in agreement. And I'm not doing that no more. Like, there's other people's karma has blocked me from some blessings that mm -hmm. I was supposed to receive. And I know I was supposed to receive. Mm -hmm. But because I was associated with them for so long, taking on their energy... Mm -hmm. I didn't get those blessings. Yeah. And not tending to your own self. 
there you go. So I'm creating this healthy box, my garden, mm -hmm. um, my sacred space. Um, you can't come in there. You can't defile it. You can't disrespect it because you don't even have access to it. So what do you do, though, when someone tries to rattle that box? Um, when someone tries to rattle that box, I realize one thing I have that they don't. I got the power. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I got the power inside of me. I have the power to address mm -hmm. or not address. I have the power to lean forward or lean back. I have that power because I'm in control of me. And when you learn it, you have the control over yourself. <laughs> you become that much better of a person. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The power comes from the fact that you have to have confidence in yourself and believe in yourself and buy into your product. You are your product. So... What you thinking, bro? It all goes back to self-love. Mm -hmm. To love myself enough to know that I have to prioritize myself. Mm -hmm. I have to prioritize my needs. Mm -hmm. And everyone's not going to like it. Nope. Relation, You will definitely lose relationships because people are used to you being a certain way and not everyone is going to be able to accept that you are not their personal concierge concierge mm, anymore no. um <clears throat> yeah get over it you, yeah. you ain't going and for the people that are cut off and you decide to cut those codependent relationships guess what they are not going to die and neither are you first yeah. let's talk about that because let me tell you. See, I'm telling you. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I remember being in therapy. And I was going in. Because I was like upset. And I'm like, I'm mad because I'm doing this. And I really don't want to do it. And but this, this, this. And I'm stressed out. I'm having anxiety attacks. And, ju -ju 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 -ju. and she's like, well, don't do it. <laughs> but I said I was going to do it and blah, 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 blah. well what's going to happen if you don't do it well, and I'm like that's that codependency I'm just feeding into it feeding into it I had every excuse in the world and she said well if you say no no one's going to no one's going to die that's are they going to die because you say no no and I'm like no but, but I agreed on my word and it's totally discounting the fact that I'm sitting here talking about like I'm having straight up anxiety attack. I am straight up going through it. And she was just like, Well, what? What's what's the, what they're gonna stop talking to you? And then what? Is your life gonna be over? No. But that was like um I think that was the beginning of that situation was really the beginning of the turning point into my recovery because I could sit back and look like wow, I was tri I was tripping. Because it is simple. I don't have to do anything. Nope. But I felt like I had, like, that's my role. Like, I guess that was my identity. Like, I, ha I have to be the, the person who's going to go above and beyond and do, 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 And then die, I guess. Because that would have eventually been the outcome if I kept on that road. I totally agree with you. And 
that is how you they not gonna die mm-hmm. they not you you gonna live I'm gonna be fine they are gonna be fine everybody gonna be great in that situation and you gonna move on with your life mm-hmm. and you know I just had an aha moment there's something that I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. in the future mm-hmm. and I'm gonna revisit it with mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. and um I might not be doing it because it's counterproductive to me and what I value. Yeah. And, you know. And that's when you know. Because, yeah, when you are compromising your values and compromising your your core beliefs. Your resources. Com- compromising your health, your time, which you will never get back. No. Your money. <laughs> <laughs> eyes I mean, wealthy, eyes wealthy, eyes wealthy. Yeah, but like when you compromise all of that just to for what? So you could be like, thanks, because <laughs> people don't even appreciate this shit anyway. Like, let's be real, they don't even appreciate it anyway because to them it's easy, it's, it's easy because they're used to it. People don't even appreciate it. I'm recovering. Me too, and I know the, I'm excited. The great part about this recovery, though. You're going to show up more for life. Mm-hmm. And for myself. Yes. And the energy, remember what you said earlier today, the energy that you put into the things that you choose mm-hmm. will be a lot better than the energy you put into things you have to do. Yeah. Because there really shouldn't be a have to. No. It, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I think it's going to be the best. Thank you guys for joining us today on the SOS Radio Talk Show. If you get a chance, please go over to our Instagram, SOS Radio Show, and our Twitter, at SOS Radio Show. We have Twitter. (laughs) And we have Facebook, SOS Radio Show. And if you want to tell us something, what's the Gmail account or the email account? Girl, it is chat at SOSRadioShow.com. All right, guys, we're out.